0: you have come to a place where all sports matter and some sports just matter more than others this is the ltv sportscast and now your host layton welcome sports fans to another episode of the ltv sports we're hitting the motorsport today motor gp f1 and joining us to chat all about it big j jeremy 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 moto gp eventually the winner jan Mir. but what a season so far i know it's only been 13 races and we've only got one to go congratulations to jan Mir. what do you think
1: no great absolutely great performance from him mr consistency throughout the season uh, getting it done where he needed to to as well um interesting race as well i mean with so much on the line that he pulled up some of the moves that he did uh gambling where he could have just held his position so that that really impressed me watching the race over the weekend where, he, where some of the passes that he made where he could have just held position and claimed clinched the title uh quite emotional scenes as well once uh, they've come up and they put the goal number one and the gold helmet as well so i quite enjoyed that yeah. aspect of it uh seen a young man um, i don't know how long he's been riding for but a, I'm going to assume, since about three or four years old, and it's their dream to win the biggest prize of them all and for him to go and do it. And then the previous Suzuki uh, World Champion from 1982 was on track as well to wish him well. Great scenes uh, on the circuit, as well as to win it in, in Spain as well.
0: Yeah, they're, they're at Valencia. No, look, they, uh seventh seventh position, you're right. He did enough to get it done. Suzuki, centenary year. So, the, I mean, they did take a break. They came back. They have been the most, um, as a team, Suzuki as a whole, they they have been the most consistent through the season. They have, I think, first, obviously, Jan Mir, and then Alex Rins. I think he's sitting currently in third position, which is interesting because... Uh, Jan Mier got the, the the victory eventually got it over the line the victory not the, obviously this past weekend but the second uh, second gp of uh, the previous race the second leg of the double header but he has managed seven podiums this season you know in, in 13 races so one win seven podiums so 18 total obviously so that is something that stands out there and then you compare that to what has been the Petronas uh, Yamaha the works engine I think Morbidelli, both Morbidelli and Fabian Quattraro have both won three races. So I think
1: I think you're right. Yeah, th- I think this was a third win for Morbidelli. But what a race to forget for Quattraro! I mean, everything that could go wrong. What a season to because, forget. Um, well, he started off. He started off with a bang, and everyone was, everyone was quite. Uh, I mean, I was. I was. He seemed. He seemed to ha- to have the edge over Morbidelli as well, and uh, he was in the running. But both even. Um, Dovizioso and Petrucci as well. To for them, they've quite, quite kind of fallen off. But I think you hit the nail on the head talking about uh, consistency. And the Suzuki team, uh, Alex Rins and uh, Mir, they've been uh, a lot more consistent in getting it done and having, uh, in most instances, two bikes across the line. Whereas the competition, and if you look at uh, the likes of Yamaha, uh, they 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 have a season that they'd rather forget.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent correct. Now look that. Uh the fact that, you and then we speak about consistency in professional sports, and I believe that's what has always separated professionals from amateurs or hobbyists. Uh, you see it in all sports, be it pool, hobby, uh, pool as a hobby sport, even as a professional sport. You know, everyone goes out. I think it's the most played sport in the world is pool, or most played bar sport in the world. The, the professionals that are out there are not your trick shot guys. The guys that get the wins are the guys that perform consistently. You've seen it again in the motorsport this season. Consistent performances get you to the top. And, and at one stage, it really did look like he was going to be the first champion without an actual race victory. And then the Grand Prix itself, going into the final lap. Yes, Morbidelli did get the win, but what a last lap against Jack Miller. Jack Miller was gunning for it. He wanted the win. He would have been the 10th, Different winner in 13 races had Jack Miller got there, but obviously he didn't Morbidelli got his third win of the season. And now it still remains nine different winners in 13 different races and the only two riders with multiple wins being both boys from Petronas Yamaha. I I cannot understand if you have the ability to get that amount of wins. So in a season of 13 races, the two of them so far have won six.
1: Yeah, but then with Yamaha, it seems to be all or nothing. <laughs> so it's there's a win, or then and then the DNF. So that, that was that was interesting, and we I, I remember listening to the commentary and also thinking, for such everyone, everyone said what a season for Yamaha to write off, but they've had six six wins, as you pointed out, uh, which is quite remarkable. But I guess it's not coming off the back of one bike. Um, there's obviously it's been the, the victories have been split, and um, what they failed to 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 get right is that. Uh, that, that combination that, that, that Suzuki has with the Rins and Mía that two bikes get over the line, the two bikes finishing yeah. points. Yeah, I think I think I think that's that that's a quite a good uh, topic or subject or theme for this is in terms of consistency. And you don't have to have the fastest bike, uh, but a consistent performance. And I, and I think when when it mattered, when it mattered, the Suzuki guys got the job done. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy for them as well. I think they took a break from the sport and they returned. So this is. I think they're a couple of years back now. Uh, so to get back to the top uh, after I think a three three year hiatus that they had out of the game, mm. so that's quite quite good uh, to see. Um, I was wondering, I was going to ask you. Uh, we, you and I have spoken about uh, uh, Mark Marquez in the past. Uh, he's coming he's back next season. Yeah, no, no, yeah, when that, was, that is the thing. We we, we spoke about him uh, probably coming back riding with a broken leg if, if needed. But do you think he's been quietly testing and that Repsol Honda is gonna come back and uh, slaughter all in Sundry?
0: Well, you, you say then we speak about the Honda, uh we've seen obviously Alex Marquez um had ability on, on the Repsol Honda, but he's uh he, he is in his rookie year for the MotoGP. G P. There was he made rookie mistakes, you know, he got the DNFs. You saw the same thing when the Honda engine um under uh, uh, Taki Nakagami, you, you've seen how fast they can be, but then the mistakes did come. So there's nothing wrong necessarily with the Honda package, especially towards the end of the, the season. Um, so if you know that, you know Mark Marquez is looking and going, look, he, he wasn't just blisteringly fast and exceptional at what he is, at his craft. He has also missed the consistency. He does it week in, week out. Um, when you come back from an injury, the broken arm, I remember seeing the accident. You know, these GP guys, I mean, they're, they're generally small guys, but they're gladiators, man. That They just want to get up. They want to get on and ride again. Um, will he come back and would he be a little bit fearful? I doubt it. I think he's thinking to himself, if the season goes again the way that this season went, Marc Marquez might just walk it because he will get out there and get the consistency and be fighting for first almost all the time. So, yeah, it will be a very well, interesting season for for next... Uh, well, then when next season arrives. And I know we did the... Okay, so we're talking about Alex Marquez being on the Repsol Honda. Um, Brad Binder just needs... I think he needs to score five points. I think uh, Marquez, is, Marquez has to win the race and... And Binder must obviously score less than five points for to get the rookie of the season. So Brad Binder managed to get there with KTM, which is also something absolutely fantastic for Red Bull KTM Racing to see them do. And Polis Prager obviously being the seasoned veteran for the MotoGP, uh, again, he got himself another podium as well. So it was good to see that, to see that the, the KTMs are fighting. And I look forward to next season. I am scared for Yamaha. Well, Yamaha factory team what do they do, man? Maverick Vinales. I mean, he, I think what he finished tenth position, but he is still fourth in the championship.
1: You know? Yeah, but Mavericks, Mavericks, Mavericks. Inconsistent. So mm-hmm. that, that's the thing. And again, that's the theme that that's running through the thread that's running through here is that that consistency that's needed. And um, I, yeah, I think I think, but I think with more testing, more time, and maybe a more structured, less disruptive, less disruptive season. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been headlines and discussions about a second vaccine that's 95 percent effective that's coming out as well. So let's hope that there's more stability in the season ahead. And then maybe, as you always say, is that the cream will rise to the top as well. So you're looking looking at mark returning, but i'm I'm quite pleasantly surprised and and pleased with Brad Bender as well from a South African point of view that he's that he's delivered and even in the qualifying as well he mm. had that he was one of the first guys to uh, to to, to set, set record times and uh, I think he just got outdone I think with about three or four minutes to go. so I was crossing crossing fingers hoping he could get the pole mm. uh, and even during race as well he was he was quite competitive. So I, I'm I'm looking forward as a as a newbie, and uh, I've actually swapped this weekend where I've uh, I've I've actually watched the qualifying for MotoGP, and I've watched the actual MotoGP race, and uh, I kind of ignored uh, F1 this weekend, uh, despite uh, all the excitement that went about mm. that as well. So, uh, interesting times indeed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, look, um, Brad Binder. Well, we do speak about Brad Binder. He also he did make a lot of rookie errors along the way. There was times when he pushed a little bit too hard. Times when he should have probably rode more within himself. Hence the the forty point difference between him and his teammate. But again, the MotoGP guys, it, it it's a whole bunch of fun. They they go out there, they give it the all, the the speeds that they ride. You know. And to, to, to watch them come off and, you know, get uh, get back up and just do it all over again. I, I'm quite sad to say this weekend is the last uh, MotoGP race for the season, for the year. So then, obviously, then it's just seeing out, obviously, the F1 after that. But do we have an exciting GP? And I don't know if you remember when we went to Portimao. Um, it's in the Olgarve in Portugal for the F1. And it is very much if you were gonna think of a roller coaster if a racetrack could be a roller coaster ride, Portimao is it. The the undulations, the blind rises, it's it's going to be mayhem. The good kind of mayhem, because I mean, no there's nothing really anyone can lose right now because the title has already been decided. So it's kind of balls to the wall, hell for leather type thing. This weekend Portimao is going to be amazing and I do think at this point in time I think uh, again Fabian Quattararo just wants to give I think he's going to have the final word this season you know to say hey listen I'm still here you know I had a a, a great beginning a horrible (laughs) horrendous run towards the end but uh, I'm going to be ready for next season maybe you see that from Maverick Vinales um, I'd like to see the KTM's push really hard for it. And yes, truth be told, somebody who we'd like to see get a win probably is Jack Miller, On he's uh, it will be his last race at uh, Primac Ducati before he moves over to the factory team. So there, there is something there. So I think there's going to be a lot to ride for this weekend. Have you got any uh, any favourites that you're hoping for apart from our man Brad?
1: Well, I'm always I'm always rooting for for Maverick. Uh, I think he's quite he's quite talented and quite brave as well. Uh, so I'm hoping Maverick Maverick uh, gives a performance uh, of note. And then, uh, well probably Alex Rins. Alex Rins. I mean, he's been now the bridesmaid to to jean Mere, I think to he won a great a, race first to, to, before
0: Jan did, though.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But uh, come on, if you had to take winning the Winning, winning a race versus winning the MotoGP championship, so, I think, uh, and I think Rins Rins should come to the party, and then it will be interesting to see how jean mir without the pressure over his shoulders. I mean, they already had the t-shirts made, so that uh, when when the celebrations began and they branded the bike, I mean, talk about preempting. Uh, so they were quite confident. So he obviously had a bit of pressure on him. It'd be nice to see him ride without that pressure. Um, but I think I think from as you alluded to that. From a South African perspective and the Rookie of the Year, that's something we'll be looking uh, forward to seeing that showdown between Alex and uh, Brad Bender. And uh, yeah, uh, I think that circuit, as you alluded to, that circuit, the way, the way that the race course is designed, uh, that could be uh, quite a cracker. A, a race. I don't see many. I, I see a lot of DNFs. That's one prediction I'm going to oh, make. Really? I see a lot of DNFs. Yes, I, it, it's
0: quite possible. I see a lot of fun there. Just talking about Alex Rins. Um, he's been in MotoGP since 2017. This is his fourth season. He came in to MotoGP with Suzuki, and, and I remember that first season was tough for Suzuki. I, I think he finished 16th, but the last three seasons, he's well, including this season, he's gone fifth, fourth. And if he finishes where he is right now, you finished third. So, there you, when you say next next year might be his chance to finish second,
1: Isle. Uh, who's the lead rider for Suzuki? Well, obviously now it will be John, but uh, at that at the season prior to John winning the title, before Jamie came one into rider. Uh,
0: it, w- it would have it would have been um, Alex Rince You know, Alex just purely right because he had been with Suzuki for for uh, quite yeah, a Kenyan. bit longer. Uh, he's, yeah, exactly that, and then he moved into. He joined Team Suzuki last year, 2019. So he that was his rookie. Uh, and, but that was when he joined MotoGP. So that was his rookie season. So he's gone rookie season last year into, uh, well, he finishes first this season. It, it's absolutely amazing. So Suzuki did get there, like you said, after they took their hiatus. They came back to, to get the job done. Now, you know, they've put in the seasons. They've grown every season. Will they become a dominant force like uh, Repsol Honda has been over the years? Tough to say. The possibility is there. They do look like they're they're on the upward trajectory. So, I mean, what's to stop them from being more aggressive in terms of race victories, pushing for race victories next season? So yeah. Like so,
1: as, mm. as a newbie to this to the sport, uh, tell me uh, when when, when uh, like in, in other sports, when players come back from injuries, uh, you see there's a bit of drop off in performance, and it takes a while to get back to that level. Um, you've you spoke very highly of uh, Marquez, yeah. uh, Mark Marquez. Do you think with him coming back, you think he'll return back at that, that level that you that everyone knows him uh, to be at, or you think there'll be a drop off in uh, a rebuild uh, phase that needs to happen?
0: Okay, let's put it this way. Um, you and I both watch football, right? Yeah. Okay, so someone gets the touched on the side of their face and they go down, they roll on the floor, right? Okay, okay. Go, go with me on this. I'm going with okay. you, yeah. And then they're Maybe. possibly out for next week because they've got uh, an emotional injury or something, you know, like 75% <laughs> chance of playing, emotional injury, need to go see his uh, psych or something. Motor GP, the guys arrive there and it's like, listen, the man's got the flu, um, but he's going to ride anyway. So the the tendency for a drop off when, if these guys are so used to pushing themselves the way that they do, it's it's an unlikely tendency for them to drop off unless they've had an extended break, possibly because uh, Marquez, obviously, would, with the nature of the year that has happened, um, there would have been a drop off. But when, before the next season starts, let's say you're coming back in the middle of the season, yes, you you might need a race to, to get back into it. Might need a race. But before next season starts, he's going to be doing all these test riding, test days when all the teams go to a track for... For, for testing anyway, you know, so not just the, the individual teams, not just him riding, practice riding for actual team testing. When they'll go out there, by the time the, the MotoGP season starts again, they're sharp, man. They're there, they're in it. The thing is, again, like you look at the Jan Mir type thing, and that's what Marc Marquez is, uh, he's not ne- necessarily consistent just as... As a rider he 's consistent mentally, Jan Mia, like you said he was he he held that he held the uh, pressure up he, he carried it on his shoulders where Fabian Quattararo, he fell apart because quite literally I mean he fell apart. there was no reason for him to make the mistakes that he did make. He made small errors, but it it might be one of those things, and again, you see it in other sports as well when when someone or an opponent, a contestant gets in front of another early on, they they might even slack off, with a tendency to try defend something because they've in their in their heads maybe they've already won and now they've got to just defend it. So one hundred
1: percent, yeah.
0: So I, I don't no, know. I think, so we'll see next season, and I think Mark Marquez first, is hungry.
1: The first person to put out a tweet to, to the what to the new MotoGP king. Uh, Came from Mark Marquez. I think uh, the champagne had just popped and the tweet came out already. Uh, so I think he's probably coming back to prove a point oh, yeah. uh, in the season as well. I'd like
0: to actually see Mark Marquez leave Honda. I mean, every every great uh, rider that has gone there has every rider that I know has gone there has won all the greats, and then they've moved on. You know, to to go do something else. I'd like to see Mark Marquez hit maybe a ride on the Ducati, hit maybe a ride on the KTM, maybe even move over to Yamaha to see, can he do it there too? You know, it it would be, it's a very interesting thing. I remember the last Jorge Lorenzo championship that Jorge pipped, that Jorge got the championship. He then left Yamaha. Or he, he pipped Rossi in the season. I can't remember who won the championship. But then he, he left Yamaha. He went to Ducati. failed at Ducati. went to Repsol Honda. Failed at Repsol Honda. He landed back at Yamaha as a test rider. But again, that's in, it, it, at the end of his career, you know. Or when he's not, when he's not riding as a, as a primary rider for, for a seat in the championship. Yeah, so big, big brace at Portimao uh, in the Algarve. Beautiful circuit, man. I know I mentioned it earlier when we spoke about F one earlier in the in the in the year, but wow, it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope not too many DNFs, but I, I hope to see enough people going at it. I hope to see the, what we've seen this season: people taking the chances and and going hell for leather, trying to get that win. Right. it's it is. Uh, we, we have deserved a, a motorsport season like we got from there. What we haven't got is a motorsport season from F1 that we deserve as F1 fans. But what we did get was a Turkish Grand Prix with a very new surface with a little bit of rain, resulted in a little bit of standing water, which resulted in what potentially was the most exciting F1 race in the past five years for me purely because of the amount of opportunities people had the overtakes people had um yes mercedes did come out as uh the car is that good when the track dried to the point lewis uh, lewis's tires had effectively turned into slick tires although he wasn't riding the fastest he wasn't riding the slowest either. Their package is just that good. And I think psh, arguably 70% of the people that ride F1, because they're fantastic drivers, could have won in that new Mercedes car this season. So I, I put it that way.
1: I had a conversation with a friend of mine earlier, and we, we, we say how great the car is, and, and that, that's beyond doubt, but <laughs> Borchester has the same car. And I, and everyone who listens to the show would know I'm not the biggest Hamilton, Hamilton fan. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, Bautista is the same car and somehow he doesn't seem to get the same type of results uh, from that. And I'm surprised, uh, Lewis, had Lewis probably not won, he would have blamed uh, F1 for bringing the rain and for the surface quick, being... Quick, quick, yeah, um,
0: quick question, though. Um, in Apart from... In any of the top teams, does any of the top teams not have a... Uh, a favored rider like their team leader rider. No, no, the, the,
1: they do, and probably the biggest disparity we've seen is with Max and Albon. Uh but when it comes to when if you think back of the Ferrari teams of the past, uh um or even even the McLaren's, uh, the, the 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 second driver, the number two driver, the disparity wasn't so big. So when 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 the number one has a poor day Generally, the guy in the number two car gets gets across the line, always up there and challenging. Um, so again, as I said, I'm not a biggest Hamilton fan, but the the, the reality is that Bottas drives the same car, and uh, Bottas doesn't get the same out of the car. The car, as we spoke about, the Aero packs, and, and I think the the, the, the the dual the dual steering f- functionality that it has, it gives them an edge. I saw there was a tweet with the two of the two of the fluid uh, two of the fluid engineers for that, that that made it possible. I think 28-year-old two individuals, 28-year 28, uh, 28 years of age, that have made uh, Mercedes to be so competitive and dominating the sport. Uh, yeah, but the season's done at least uh, in terms of we've got the winner, which was inevitable from the way the season went. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and as you alluded to, it doesn't, <laughs> it can't compete with the, with, the, with MotoGP in terms of the the, the changes and the, and the competitiveness of it. Uh, Let's see next season with uh, Ferrari, hopefully, uh, getting more testing and more development done for it to be a little bit more competitive. Uh, probably Lewis's last season as well, so probably want to go out on a high. Um, but yeah, it's uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch most of that race. So, uh, as I said, the, the culmination of the Moto GPU seemed to be more exciting. but. I'm looking forward to next season and from from the Grand Prix perspective.
0: Sure. Okay, I just want to quickly go and we speak about uh, Bottas. There was a time when Nico Rosberg and Hamilton were in the same car. It was a lot more competitive back then. So maybe let's call a spade a spade. Bottas is not that good. And when I said 70% of people could win in that Mercedes, there is a 30%. So it was that thirty. <laughs> he's not that thirty. I believe he's in that thirty. There, there is a few riders in there. I'm not saying Albin yeah. could win, but uh, he he might be one of those that just blows hot and cold. But the last lap of the Turkish Grand Prix, now that was a little bit of fun. So surprisingly, Ferrari finishing third and fourth. Charles Leclerc passes Sergio Perez, and Sergio Perez eventually on the podium this season. Very happy to see that uh, Racing Point did get there. So. Um, Charles Leclerc passes Sergio Perez in the last lap and then the very next corner on the straight, because he went out a little bit into the marbles, tyres didn't have the grip that he thought he would have, did lock up, run, ran a little bit hard into the uh, into the corner. Then he was po- passed by both Sergio Perez and Sebastian Vettel. So that was, it was, it, was a, it was a fun race to watch. Again, like I say, I can't stress enough. It was one of the most open races, and that is a precursor to not what will be next season, what will be the season that follows, 2022, when they do change the um, the laws regarding downforce or the regulations regarding downforce. So they want to limit the downforce, so it doesn't become effectively uh, a scale electric, you know, on a grander scale, you know, that type of thing racing, where the cars Logan just hold is onto the road.
1: Out. I just think they should find the locations with all the rainy seasons and just have rain grand prix. I think that should that should get the viewership going again with all the the vari- variation that should come from it. Uh, so yeah, interesting uh, times ahead. Uh, and then did you? I I, I squeezed that in. I didn't watch the qualification, but did you? Did you? We must mention non straw getting pole. Uh, Do you know? You have seen why did he get the pole position? Or Was it something that an injury?
0: The, there there was to do with it had to do with timing. It did have to do with the rain. It did have to do with the tires. You know, the right time, right place. And I think I, I remember Sergio. I can't remember really, who got the penalty for holding up Sergio Perez. And I think Sergio Perez might have actually been in the position to have actually stole that pole. And someone got a uh, um, a grid place penalty for for holding up okay. Sergio Perez. I th- yeah, so. Again, it, that, that has to do with timing. And yes, like you're saying, it, it has to do with the rain. But when the, the Grand Prix started on Sunday, the the fact that it, there was more standing water and the track being a very smooth track surface. Yes, like I said, forget the, the giant scale, grand electric, high uh, scale electric type riding where the, where the cars just hold onto things. In 2022, it might come back down to. Uh, a lot more driver input than the than what we are seeing now, which is generally and yes, kudos to Mercedes. They have developed the most dominant Formula One car in history. They are that good. I mean, you can't take that away from them. They are fantastic at what they do.
1: Have they broken Have they broken Ferrari's record yet in terms of the? the wins. In total wins. Yeah. Uh
0: I'm I'm not sure. I think so. I think I think I think a Mercedes HL. engine has got uh yeah. Yeah, I a think, Mercedes I think from a price, in
1: terms of the in terms of the conversion, I think they've they've obviously dominated that by, by far. It's crazy to think we've lived in times to have seen both Schumacher in a Ferrari and Hamilton in a Mercedes. Uh, I think most people don't have that luxury and if you go a little bit further back. Uh, Senna in a uh, McLaren.
0: Dude, go a little bit forward from Senna in a McLaren into Nigel Mansell in a Williams, which I think, I think the, I, the 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 science that they had in that car in I think it was the 1992 season, dude. I, uh, yeah, don't quote me on that, but uh, was so far advanced with the driver aids that they still don't even allow the things into cars what they had back then. Let's put it that way. I think that was the most dominant car in history.
1: No, so what I'm, so the, I'm saying, what I think we're quite lucky and maybe even blessed to have experienced such such great drivers and such dominating cars. I just think, uh, yeah, to your point, that the that the power and decision must go back into the driver's hands, so we don't have this giant skeletric version of the sport.
0: Yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, and you talk about our time and I I know I'm going completely off topic, but we've seen it in tennis as well. We've seen the greatest tennis players and I know there was, you know, you say, like, Jack Nicklaus has won more uh, majors in Tiger Woods. We've seen the most dominant golfer in history in in Tiger Woods in our lifetime. And I mean, to, to see the things that we have seen, yeah, dude, we're very lucky. But then, yes, again, the, Formula One needs; it doesn't need to be dominated because the car is that good. It needs to be dominated because the driver is that good. The same way that Mark Marquez dominates dominates MotoGP because he is that good.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I know you made some. You made a big call, and, and I I, I not necessarily agree with you on Fernando Alonso. But, uh, to see Fernando back, uh, if let's see with a half decent car, probably do we get that one? Probably, as you get from the skill level, get Fernando to competing with the younger generation. So that'll be exciting for next season as well.
0: I don't think he's ever lost to uh, a, a, a teammate driver. That includes Lewis. He, he's he's won every single. He's beat his teammate in every single season since. Oh,
1: I'm sure, when. Where is he driving? Who is he partnering this next season? Renault.
0: Nope, but they're going to come back as Alpine.
1: So the... And then the number two driver is going to... Who's the number two driver there?
0: Well, they've um, taken out Ocon. I think he's replacing Ocon. Uh, no, they've taken... No, he's going to be... I think Ocon's no. going to stay. The, Ocon, Danny Ricciardo's o- gone.
1: No. Yes, yes. Ricky. Ricky's out.
0: Yeah, which is a little sure. bit unfortunate because he he's he's also a bunch of fun. I do enjoy him. Uh, I do enjoy that the the chances that he does take. Uh, so yes, so very cool stuff over there. Look, so Jay, make sure that uh, you're behind the screen for the MotoGP this weekend. There is no F1 this Go weekend. Brad. It comes. Oh,
1: Brad, when Yeah, I want to see Brad. Brad check the Yes, man. Bible. How cool
0: would that be if he can get it done just uh, just one more time, eh? before the season ends. Jay, listen, enjoy your sporting weekend. Uh, drive drive fast, drive safe. The, you know what they say, it's uh, the roads are dangerous. So the less time you spend on there, the better. So get where you Thanks, need mate. to go quickly. All the best. Take care. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Okay, bye.